Hello world, it's Ladies of Nerditude again. My name is Jill. And I'm Francine. And this week we have our friend here with us. This is Misha. Misha, say hi. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> um, hi, Misha. <laughs> uh, before we get started, um, do we need to catch up on anything? So you actually told me last week about a TV show, an Amazon original series, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and you were like, you have to watch it, you have to watch it. So I watched it, and you were right as usual. Uh, It was amazing and so funny, and I loved it. So if you haven't seen it yet, people out there, you should, because I think it's really worth a watch. And they're award-winning. They are. They won a Golden Golden Globe. Yes. Is that what just happened? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, it's awards show season. I don't know which one we're up to, uh, nope. but it was really, really good. Yeah, they won a Golden Globe, and I like it because it's very, um, I mean, first of all, it's historic, like, mm-hmm. setting, and then it's also very, like, woman powery, and I love it, so. Yeah, it was <clears> awesome, <throat> and it had a great cast. Yeah. The, like, special guests who popped up here and there were amazing. I loved Jane Lynch. She was only in one episode, but I loved her. Mm. And yeah, it was just wonderful. Did, it gave me all the funny girl Fanny Bryce feels too. So yeah, did Loved you see it? it? I you have should. not seen it. Ah, no. uh, well, you should. <laughs> I'll put it on. It's my worth list. it. It's worth Do a it. watch. Okay. Do it. And then, um, are you reading anything? Are you doing anything else? <clears throat> so I am reading a couple of different books. Ugh, I'm just reading everything in the world. Um, and I also just That's got another lot. new book that I'm about to start reading. Yeah, it is a lot. Oh my gosh. Um, so we'll be talking about this super secret, top secret book in a future episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to divulge anything. Um, but <laughs> that's been a big chunk of time. And I've also been watching this Hulu original series called Freakish. It's got a very Walking Dead vibe, but with teenagers. Um, and it's pretty good. There's two seasons of it, and I'm almost done with season two. Wicked. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you been watching or reading anything? Well, I am, per usual, re-watching some shows. Uh, so I'm re-watching Timeless before the new season comes out, because I'm fucking stoked Smart. on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to remember where they've been and where they're going, that kind of thing. Um, and the, I'm fascinated by the, the time sickness possibility, so mm-hmm. I want to see that. Um, but that comes out soon, so I'm rewatching that. And I have been, because um, <laughs> I'm so cool, I've been reading a book about Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Um, Ooh, that's cool. It's Holocaust uh, Memorial Time, uh, yeah. Remembrance Time, so that's relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've been reading a book about them. And I'm also about to start reading the super top secret book. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I also want to read uh, Armada. Of course, I haven't gotten around to that yet. And yes, I have a copy too. I have to get on that. Have to get on it. Yeah, and then I'm reading. Um, I have to hold on. Let me look up her her name really quick. But I think it's Gabrielle Union. Um, her biography, yeah, her autobiography, yeah, Gabriel, yeah. Gabrielle Union. Uh, we're going to need more wine. Stories that are funny, complicated, and true. And I've been listening to that, and it's fucking awesome. That's so. wonderful. Is she the narrator too? Yes, she is. Oh, so, I love her. Yeah, it's really good. So uh, I'm not too far into that yet, but I really enjoy it so far. So cool. Yeah. So are you, are you reading anything? What are you doing? Well, I am back in law school, so I don't have any time to read for fun. Um, but I am watching Godless on Netflix. Um, my husband told me not to do it because the reviews he said were really mixed because it was promoted as a heavily female driven and, uh, led cast and and storyline. But he said that most of the reviews came back that it didn't end up that way. Um, I'm only like three mm-hmm. three episodes in, and I really like it so far. I really like the Western vibe. Um, and there are a lot of the, you know, we're following a bunch of different storylines in that show, but um, a lot of them are female-driven, so we'll see how it ends. You know, I can't say that, that the reviews are wrong, <laughs> but so far it's very good. I like it. Have you seen Winona cool. Herb? No, I have not. Dude, you gotta watch Winona Herb. I'm just saying, since yes, you said it's you like on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. Winona Herb. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. Do we'll it. it. And okay. also you can check out our uh, previous season. Yeah, yeah, our previous episode about it. Awesome. <laughs> I will do that. 
Yeah, it's got that Western vibe, mm. and she, like, rides mm-hmm. a motorcycle. Mm. It's great. Shoots an awesome gun. It's very cool. She's awesome. badass. Oh, yeah. Okay. You'll Do love it. her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, Worth it. <laughs> cool. Well, so this week we're going to talk about our favorite museums and why we love them and the places that we want to go museum-wise because Be that's... still my heart. <laughs> yeah. It's because, uh, you know, that's a big part of being a nerd, going to museums. At least it is for mm-hmm. me. I don't know about you, but... Well, I do know about you. You do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the same page. Good. Um, so, uh, which uh, I don't, I don't think it's fair to rank them because we all have, you know, varying factors to, you know. But um, what is one of your favorite museums, Francine? My well, I grew up in New York City, so the New York City museums are always going to be. Not first in my heart, but like in the middle of my heart because I'm not ranking anything. Um, So I recall a time in my life when I would just hop on the subway if I wasn't doing anything and pop over to the Met and just kind of get lost all day and like go and and see the collections and whatever was new or visiting was going on. And it's just a beautiful place. So I think that's always the kind of museum that I consider my home museum. It's the one that I go back to the most and probably the one that I've visited the most. So jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I can like close my eyes and walk around it still. So oh, I, I cool. feel like that means I know it pretty well. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. 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 What about you, Misha? Again, not ranking anything, um, <laughs> but thinking about favorite museums. I mean, I think you invited me on the show because I work at a museum, so I would uh-huh. be remiss if I didn't say that uh, that museum is one of my favorites, of course. Um, but truly, you know, when I went to Paris a few years ago, I went to the Louvre, and we actually had to go two days in a row because we started at the Louvre on the first attempt really late in the day, not not truly understanding how long it was going to take us. So we spent about two hours there the first time and then decided we needed to go back uh, the next day, and we spent literally the whole day there. Um and I, like like Francine just said, I got lost, but it was a good lost, you know, and I think that's the best kind of museum experience. You get oh, yeah. good lost in a museum. You think you're, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the Louvre, at one point you're in like the Egyptian uh, center and you're looking at like, I think it's King Tut's, you know, tomb or sarcophagus. And then all of a sudden you're back, you're in Roman times and you're like, how, how did I get here? What, <laughs> what happened? But it's, it's really exciting. And then I legitimately couldn't find my way out. So then I really was kind of a bad kind of lost. Um, so that's, that's always a museum that really sticks high in my mind. Fair. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh. I've been there too. Have you been there, Jill? No, I haven't. I haven't been to, I mean, I've I've been to the Paris airport. That was nice, (laughs) but I haven't been to, I haven't been in the city of Paris. So I haven't been to any French museums, um, but I have been to some different European museums. So, um, but my, my, uh, my museum that I would say stuck with me the most was I went to the Anne Frank Museum in Amsterdam. Mm. Um, it was I, I was um, particularly taken by the fact that it was absolutely silent, even though there was hundreds of people in there. And I mean, you could have heard a pin drop and everybody was just so quiet. And um, they, I got to go up into the space where Anne and her family were um, when they were in hiding. And I don't know if you've ever read the book that, or the, um, the diary that, that went out, um, posthumously she um describes it and it's exactly what she described it's so tiny and it's just kind of like I can't imagine people living in there and trying to be silent all day it's so cramped and tiny and all of her pictures are still up on the wall (laughs) and um we got to see like the actual bookshelf and I saw her her actual diary oh my gosh and they turned the page they turned the page every day to match the day um, that's amazing yeah it was I cried it was incredible um yeah. so I would say that that's the one that stuck with me the most so mm. what the, a powerful place that's amazing yeah the silence piece you know you said it's silent even though there's hundreds of people there I haven't been yet unfortunately but the uh, National Museum of African American History in DC uh, at the Emmett Till exhibit I hear it's the exact same thing that uh yeah, you know yeah. by in that area, I hear, you know, there's a line to get there, and it's just completely silent just because it's so affecting. I believe it. Wow. Yeah. It... Yeah, there's just some places that kind of have that 
aura about them where you're like, this is not a place about me. This is a place to kind of sit back and like take it in Mm -hmm. and like be present. And that I I feel like that tends to make people not want to talk to each other. They just kind of want to be in the space. Yeah, exactly. So if if you ever go to Amsterdam, definitely go. I mean, the the line was pretty long um, because I was an idiot and didn't get my tickets online ahead of time (laughs) because I didn't know you could do that. But um, it was, I stood out in the freezing rain for two and a half hours to get in there and it was worth every second because, and you get to, Mm -hmm. you get to see out uh, the window that she looked out of (laughs) and see like the canal and everything that she saw. And it's, I don't know, it's, you don't forget something like that. So, yeah. Um, But anyway, what other museums have you been to on a lighter (laughs) note? (laughs) I don't know how to top that now um, uh, at all. Oh, well, it's not a competition. I'm like adrift. <laughs> like, you have the best museum story, damn it. Um, <laughs> I know that we've been to a few of the same museums, especially uh, here in Nevada. So maybe we should talk about a couple of Nevada ish museums. Oh, yeah. Um, so I. Go ahead. I think all three of us have been to the Mob Museum, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's where In Vegas. This is, yeah, that's where I work. I work for the Mob Museum. Uh, weird. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, there was a method. Yes, absolutely. Um, much like the Holocaust Museum in DC, which had the effect on me that Jill's talking about for the Anne Frank Museum, uh, it was incredibly moving. Um, but our museum follows a similar pattern. To the Holocaust Museum, uh, you start on the third floor, work your way down, goes chronologically. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, unlike other museums like the Louvre, where you can get lost, the museum is, is a little bit more self-guided. The Mob Museum is mm-hmm. uh, self-guided, so you you do follow kind mm-hmm. of a, a laid out path, which is which is nice if you don't want to not know how to get out. Uh, it's kind of nice to know where the exit is, so that's helpful. Um, and it's it's just a it's a fun experience, and it doesn't just focus on the Las Vegas side of the mafia and the mob history. Uh, it covers you know from nationally to internationally the history uh, throughout the world. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and I know you both have been there. Jill's a member. I sure am. Cool. <laughs> of course I am. Part of the family, I think is what they call that. <laughs> we are very clever, yes. and yeah. you're never allowed out. <laughs> no, I can never leave. Uh, don't no. try to cancel your membership it's <laughs> dangerous I, I and but aren't you guys putting in a speakeasy or something yes yes so <laughs> our anniversary genius. that is genius absolutely our anniversary is valentine's day um valentine's day uh 1929 was the scene or the date of the saint valentine's day massacre in chicago uh, seven guys were killed after they were lined up against a wall and uh, shot after they thought it was actually police officers who were uh, lining them up. Turns out it was uh, likely members of Al Capone's gang, uh, though that was never proven, so we can't really assert that. Um, but it's it's assumed that that was the case. Um, so our anniversary, February 14th, uh, we are going to be launching two new exhibits. And then in April, we're going to be launching our speakeasy and distillery, uh, which is, it's going to be really unique. You know, I think everybody can say they've been to a, a speakeasy. You know, I'm, LA's got a ton of them. San Diego's got a ton of them. I'm sure Seattle's got a bunch. Chicago, New York, of course. Um, but this mm-hmm. one is actually, it's going to be in a museum. So it's primarily an exhibit. But it's a living and breathing exhibit. So when you're having a cocktail, you're like drinking among the artifacts. How cool is that? And then our, our still, so cool. the still that's going to go in our distillery is custom. We're going to be making our own moonshine. Uh, you know, just to, the whole thing is to tell the story of prohibition. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, just prohibition in full <laughs> and literally hands-on demonstrations of what prohibition would have been. You know, you're drinking in, a, in an illegal drinking, you know, a drinking hole and you're drinking moonshine like it would have been back then. So it's it's going to be amazing. Again, am, opens in April. Nice. I am fucking ridiculously excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm showing up. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'll be there. Is is costuming encouraged? Should you be That's a good dressing? question. Um, 
<laughs> so it's part of the museum experience. We don't typically get a lot of dressers, you know, like costume people for regular attendance. But I do think that if you're coming out for a night downtown, you know, downtown Las Vegas, if anybody listening doesn't know, is actually away from the Strip. So the Strip and downtown are two separate places, though they are close. Um, but I prefer downtown just because it's more walkable. You can park in one place mm-hmm. and go from, from the top of downtown to the bottom of downtown and you're, you're not, your feet aren't sore and you know, you're, you're still in a good part of town. Um, so downtown, if you're out for a night of drinking, I think that if you started at our speakeasy or ended at our speakeasy, it would be super fun to be dressed up. I think that would be really cool. So put on your flapper costume and I have get one. a busboy cap and you are good to go. <laughs> Let's go. I like it. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. So it's it's definitely that one of like it would be really the fun. best museums in Nevada, in my opinion. Uh, though I of agree. course I am biased, but no, I don't think you're biased because I've been to some other ones. I mean, the other ones are good too, They're but great. I don't Absolutely. know. I mean, you just had like all these exhibits, and I spent several hours in there. Mm-hmm. You had to drag me out because mm-hmm. we had to go to the basketball <laughs> game or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I I love it there. Yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Membership is worth when it. When I went, I was, yeah, it's true. Um, when I went, I actually went by myself. It was like my me time on a family vacation. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm doing this one thing, one afternoon. Like they went to the water slides or whatever. And I was like, I'm doing this museum. I'm going to the mob museum. So I was by myself. It was just me, which meant I could take as long as I wanted. I could read every single plaque on every <laughs> single artifact. No one was rushing yes. me. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. It was full of like, Uh, A lot of your volunteers are like older men who have that kind of uh, sort of way of speaking. They reminded me of like New Yorkers, like (laughs) Brooklyn and and Queens type people. So I was just like, I love this. The whole vibe was wonderful. I had so much fun by myself, (laughs) silently, not talking to anybody else. But it was awesome. I loved it. It was so fun. It's worth it if you're in Vegas. Do something historical. Go to the Mob Museum. It was very cool. A good partner of the Mom Museum is the Neon Museum, which I can't believe I've never been to. Um, Me neither. But it's, if you do the night tour, it's supposed to be absolutely incredible because you've got, you know, it's obviously dark outside and they've got all these incredible, huge neon signs that have been around for Mm -hmm. decades. I mean, they've got the Stardust sign. They've got so many of these amazing signs that I would love to go and see. I just haven't found the time. Um, Typical Las Vegan, I guess. But... I, Jill and I need to go oh, yeah. to the Neon Museum because it's supposed to be amazing. Though, yeah. we need to go when it's not summer, when it's 120 degrees outside. Well, that's fair. Even at night. So, we should go in the spring. <laughs> Francine, yeah. get down here. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to visit so that we can all go. Because yeah. when I was there, it was definitely the summer. And it, it was on our list. We were like, oh, we'll do the Neon Museum. Oh. And then it was just too hot. Yeah. And we ran out of time. And we were like, next time. Yeah. So, I definitely do have to go. It's such a unique style of art and therefore I imagine like a unique style of art museum yeah have to go that's on my must-do list that's an absolutely interesting point the there are so many different kinds of museums and some museums are very competitive with one another so there are art museums history museums science museums you know natural history museums it's so many different kinds of museums and so the neon museum really it's a history museum and yet the neon signs are art they are a tough museum mm-hmm. to categorize, and they're, it's, I don't even know what they call themselves. I can't remember if they call themselves an art or a history museum, but it's, it's a really interesting cross-sect of museum. Um, how do they do it? And they also, they also struggle a little bit because all of their artifacts are outside. So when you get oh, into yeah. when you get into legitimate you know, accessioning and caretaking of artifacts, um, the like, accreditation institutions really hesitate and they're uncomfortable with museums like that especially a they'd like to like they'd like a museum to categorize themselves as a type of museum so you can't be just art or history um so if they're both they they have to claim one or the other um but also how do they care for their artifacts properly when they're all outside and subject to the elements especially in las vegas in 100 100 degree heat for four months out of the year that's kind of tough yeah Um, an interesting side of museum life Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and their their exhibits are made of chemicals. Like, they rely on the <laughs> chemical reaction within the neon tube. That must be a nightmare oh for preservation. Can you so, – I can just imagine. They 
every now and then try to do um, restoration. So if a sign comes mm-hmm. to them that's been uh, neglected or hasn't been turned on in, it could be decades, uh, it costs, I think, hundreds of thousands of dollars to refurbish wow. and restore neon signs. So that becomes a large part of, of their budget um, and their their initiatives to try to get funded throughout the year. So while other museums yeah. are trying to fund artifact acquisition, they're trying to restore their amazing signs um, so that they can actually turn on at night. They're still beautiful during the day, yeah. but they'd like to be able to fill their whole boneyard with actual lit signs that are still living in their glory days. For sure. And I'm sure it's one of the f- uh, one of really the only museums I can think of that must be more popular at night than it is during the day. <laughs> right? That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Not something you normally say, yeah. but I imagine like most of their flow, most of their traffic must be at night. It's Las Vegas. Is, that's just so unique. Yeah, it's Vegas. You need a museum that has a kind of night element to it, I suppose. It's true. <laughs> Those it's people true. who are they just need an outdoor bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are things I don't think about, but that makes sense. Because <laughs> I mean, like you did the like Francine did the preservation side of things, and you do. Mm-hmm. other things I don't really know exactly what you do but <laughs> I'm just the person who goes and enjoys it <laughs> and I'm just like huh. we're all coming at it from different angles <laughs> yeah yeah, well, yeah. um what other museums are there uh I also like in Nevada the the way it was museum in Virginia City yeah it's very cool if you have if you have either of you been there I have not I've been there oh you have yeah oh right on uh, my parents came up to oh. Virginia to Reno one time, and they wanted to go to Virginia City. So we did like everything that you could buy a ticket to, everything that you could have a tour of. We did the whole thing. <laughs> even the even the just you know the stuff that you're like, Ugh, why did we spend two hours in a mine that was really dark? Why did we do that? <laughs> we did it. I love small museums like that. It's uh, so, and you find a ton yeah. of them throughout Nevada, you know, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Again, you just, there are so many different kinds of museums, um, small museums, big museums, mid-sized museums. The mom museum tends to lean to the, I mean, it's the museum, my, the mom museum is probably a medium-sized museum um, because then you get large museums like the Met and Guggenheim and, and, and those guys, the Getty, uh, the Field Museum, the Art Institute of Chicago, all of those places can, are definitely huge museums. My museum's a little smaller. But then you have those small museums like, uh, you know, the Las Vegas Natural History Museum and the The Way It Was Museum and, uh, you know, small town museums like the Winnemucca History Museum and uh, Elko's Museum, those kinds of things, mining museums. Um, And those people that work there are so impressive. You know, they are typically working with staffs of only like five and they are making all this work. And it's not, you know, the salary that draws them to these jobs. It's the passion for the history or the education um, I find that super yeah. admirable. Well, and a lot of times it's volunteers that help museums, especially small museums Absolutely. or lower funded museums. That's what makes them able to run. Yep. So moral of that story, if you love a local museum, go ask if you can volunteer <laughs> because they will, they will they... absolutely say yes. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably love you to death forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you got nothing to do on the weekends, go volunteer at your local museum. Because it's a it's such a rewarding experience. It's so cool to be on the inside, at least to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. <laughs> no, you're not. You're you're not weird in this crowd. That's absolutely true. Um, true. True. Outside of Nevada, what other ones in the United States do you really enjoy? I mean, and New York for you. That's like not Nevada, <laughs> yeah. not New York. Where where other ones? Uh, what other ones do you like, and where are they? So I just recently got back from a trip to the Midwest, and um, it was cold as balls, frankly, in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> like negative, like negative twenty one with the wind chill. It was horrible. Um, so we were looking for something to do, and we ended up wandering around the Art Institute of Chicago for like five or six hours. Oh, Moral of that story amazing. is it, that building is way too big <laughs> to uh, even see in like four or five hours. I think I saw like a tenth of it, maybe. Uh, but it was so beautiful. And what a collection. Oh, my goodness. Their collection is staggering. Oh. They're, uh, it, was, it was amazing. They're impressionists. And they're, uh, that type of like time period was the first section that we went to beautiful they have like monets and Syrahs and like as far as the eye can see van gogh's it's just everything it was 
wonderful what a way to spend a snowy afternoon it was so cool i loved it (laughs) speaking of is it van gogh that story in the news where the woman went on a date with a lawyer and ended up destroying two of his like one of the kind pieces of work i think they were either picasso or van gogh's something like that they were how did she do that she threw a glass of wine or something and and the red wine got Mm -hmm. like on the canvas oh my god (laughs) yep just a little bit of restoration uh, it's gonna be needed (laughs) that's why those things are in museums so that nothing like that happens yeah it's true (laughs) they need that thing where if you step too close to it it beeps you know and you get really embarrassed and you step back (laughs) clearly they need that Oh my god! Dang. Oh well. Speaking yeah. of uh, speaking of Chicago, I really like the Field Museum a mm. lot. Um, mm-hmm. Another big one. Yeah, I definitely it's get lost museum. in there. Yeah, it's the good uh-huh. lost. It's always but a it's good, the good lost. Of- yeah, it's the good lost because I I um I went when they had a exhibition about um, pirates. What? Yeah, dude. Ooh. Yeah, pirates in the Midwest. How about that? What? Yeah. <laughs> River pirates. Unlikely combo no, on the on the Great Lakes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, come on, get with it. Um, yeah, there was, they were land pirates. <laughs> there were land pirates um, on their boats made out of corn, and yes, they I like it. They their ship sank, and they were trying to find the the treasure, and oh, yes. they actually found pieces of the the ship and things. And they also had they talked about the pirates who were off the east coast of America. So they had like the New England pirates um, that exhibit. Mm. So that was really cool. And then, of course, they have Sue, the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. That's and awesome. uh, the And uh, I can't remember where they're from, but the lions from that movie that had Val Kilmer in it. Guys, uh, help me out here. I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. I'm Something not in the sure. darkness. Something in the darkness. Okay. Anyway. Sure. Mm-hmm. The Ghost in the Darkness. That's oh. what it is. The Ghost oh. in the Darkness. It's this movie about these lions in Africa when they were building this uh, bridge oh, and this railroad. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and these lions come out at night. And came out at night, the and they and they mm-hmm. killed a lot of people. Well, they have the mm. the lion stuffed for oh. you know um, at the who doesn't museum. like a little taxidermy. Yeah, and they, but they have like the paw, and I put you can put your hand up against it to see how big it is. Oh, Huge. oh my god, it's like a hubcap. It's like <laughs> oh stupid. Huh. Anyway, so that was you terrifying. Know, that's <laughs> it's so funny because I went to the Field Museum and I did not see that. So it's <laughs> different it, things. It's by the cafeteria, <laughs> of course. Oh. Um, <laughs> sure. So, but. I, I got lost, and it was the good loss, so I don't know if I was finding things that maybe were kind of off the beaten path or whatever, mm-hmm. but that yeah. was by the cafeteria when I saw it, of course. Oh, huh, cool. And um, what else is the other thing I saw in there? That I, we'll see, and I'm really freaked out by Egyptian stuff. Oh. Like, it's powerful. All the curses. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a little stitious. <laughs> You're a little stitious. I'm a little stitious, and so I don't want to go into the Egyptian stuff, and my friend Justin was like, stop being a whiner and just go in there like we didn't come in here to not look at the stuff and oh, i was no. like but there's mummies in there and what if they're like pissed that they're behind glass the curse know. of nefertiti is on you yeah man <laughs> exactly so you don't mess yeah. around with that stuff i don't know if you watched the mummy but brendan fraser taught me absolutely that i watched that his is... mummy not tom cruise's mummy nobody wants to watch that no <laughs> nobody needs to see that yeah no um rachel wise amazing Best librarian, in the, well, right? I don't know if I should say that on, this, on this show. She's my, she's my favorite fictional librarian. Oh, no. We all have our she opinions. She's amazing. She's great. Yeah, uh, she's in my top five. Yeah, top okay. five okay. fictional librarians. Good, good. She's in my top five fictional librarians because that's what I spend my time doing: is ranking fictional librarians. That's awesome. Uh, that's amazing. Everybody. Of course, I don't know what everyone else does, but yeah, I updated mine last night. Of course. <laughs> Typical Friday night. Mm-hmm. Party. When, <laughs> when I was at the Field Museum, it was many, many moons ago when I was living in the Midwest, and uh, they actually had a Mendel exhibit oh, while I was there. So really? we got to see like his original notebooks on the study, like the beginning of genetics. And I love when stuff amazing. is original. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, seriously. it was so cool. <laughs> I will say he had really poor handwriting for a monk, but um, I, had, I had a 
lot of trouble reading the writing but it was so amazing like so deeply touching to as like a scientist to be standing there and looking at the actual notebooks Mm. that began like the study of crossbreeding of plants and like that led to genetics and that's just so oh I was just I might have shed a tear or two (laughs) Um, just (laughs) it felt so epic to be standing there and, and the Exhibit was super duper crowded. Maybe that's why I didn't get to see a whole lot of the rest of the museum because we stood online for a really long Ooh. time. But it was worth it mm-hmm. because it was great. They had a few like Charles Darwin artifacts, like some journals from his time on the Beagle and things like that as well. Mm. So it was sort of like a whole history of the study of like genetics and natural selection and evolution. It was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> a great exhibit. That's so awesome. cool. Hmm. They got some good stuff there. I have to go. I haven't been to Chicago in years. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Road trip. Yeah. Just kidding. (laughs) Just a small road trip. Just very short. You know, like two days. We're close to Route 66. (laughs) Sure. We can play that song. (laughs) That would be a really long drive. (laughs) We'll get our same song over and over and over again. Uh, Yeah, that will make us all want to kill each other. Um, Brutal. Oh, man. Uh, another museum in the United States that I really liked, um, I went to a couple up in Seattle, but I really liked the Klondike Museum. Hmm. It's about the Klondike Gold Rush. Um, oh. Yeah, it's really cool. It's also, fun fact, the smallest national park in the United States. Really? It's one tree. No way. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> you just have to wait for Ryan Zinke to make it even smaller. Yeah. 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 That's, That's so funny. Is it? Is the tree inside the museum? Yeah. So it's so just cool. like a little mound of dirt with like a tree growing out of it. And <laughs> yeah, that's the park. That's the park. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, it's it's pretty that's rad. That's wild. How um, cool. It's in the, uh, I believe it's called the International District. It's down there by the Seahawks Stadium. And oh. I walked past it three times before I realized that it was the museum. Because <laughs> oh it, it's built into like the old brick buildings. Because uh, I also mm-hmm. went on the underground tour. If you ever go to Seattle, please do that. Because mm-hmm. that is so cool okay seattle is built on top of old seattle and so there's all these tunnels that go underneath the sidewalks and stuff and they've got like glass that you can look up through and you can see the people walking and it's like purple glass from like the 30s and stuff it's really cool so so cool so you walk over this glass and you go to the museum and it's about the klondike gold rush because a lot of people stopped there in Seattle on their way to Alaska to get supplies. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because they talked about things like how people would try and uh, um, swindle each other. So, because mm. you're going to Alaska, you need a lot of supplies, right? And everybody's like, oh, if we get to Alaska, we're so going to find gold. <laughs> Plot twist, they did not. But <laughs> um, they found a lot of fish. Dream big, people. They, they did <laughs> Dream find a big. lot of fish and a lot of snow. As fish, it bears, out. eagles, yeah. snow. Yeah. Yeah. So, but people would say, I'm going to sell you these sled dogs. And then they would try and sell you like German shepherds. But oh, then they no. would, but then they would train oh. the dogs so that once they got on the ship, they would jump off the ship and swim back to Seattle and go back to their owners. Oh my God. So your dogs would <laughs> run away. It was really cool to like learn all these things. I had no idea. Um, and it's, it's a pretty cute little museum. I think it's two floors. And there's mm. just a couple of park rangers that sit there. They don't really have much staff there. But they have really great exhibits. And you got they've got little like houses that you can walk into. And little shops that you can walk into that That's simulate cool. like the shops that you would have went into to buy your supplies to go to Alaska. And they talk about the a lot of Russian immigrants came to Seattle during that time. Mm. Because you can and see things. it from their house. Yeah, you can see it from their house. <laughs> and um, They were like, where's that? Yeah. Oh, there. <laughs> Just was... pointing at the Space Needle. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a really cute little museum, and I would highly recommend it. It's mm. um, it's also by the pinball place. I think it, I think that's a museum, too. They have just all these pinball machines. Las Vegas has one of those, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I think I've heard of the one in Seattle. I haven't heard of the one in Vegas, yeah. but my friend wanted to get married at the one in Seattle. <laughs> P.S. That did not end up happening, um, but they did want to get married there. I think that was, that was, uh, the kibosh was put on that one by the person's partner. Well, that's fair. Dream big. No, <laughs> I feel like, I feel I like PETA would have a few things to say about that whole dog jump, like training your dog to jump off of a boat and swim back. <laughs> yeah. To land. Uh, probably. I wouldn't fly today. 
probably not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, had... It was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's a really cool museum, so I would recommend that. Um, and you can get on the little trolley that they have that goes through town, and you can go from there to the Space Needle Museum, which is also fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's spread out throughout the Space Needle, and you, you get your ticket, you have to enter at a certain time, you go in there and you see all these exhibits along the way while you make your way to the elevator to go to oh. the top. It's really neat, because mm-hmm. they, they show you clips of, they filmed an Elvis movie there, because it was during the World's Fair. Huh. So they have all these clips of Elvis, and they've got all these really neat photos of construction, and they've got exhibits about how they had to, how they were trying to figure out how they were going to build the damn thing, <laughs> and what's at the top, and they have, it's it's just so cool, because they still have the restaurants there that oh, they built cool. in the 60s, so you can go up there and have dinner. That's all awesome. Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um... <laughs> They make yeah. really good French fries there, mm. by the way. So, ah, yeah. I was at the museum. I did not have the French fries. Now I feel oh, like I missed no. out. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, and then did you? I don't know if they had it when you were there, but did they have the big the big map on the wall where you could sign in and it would um, add a little red dot to show that you had been yes. there, and it would show you the spread mm-hmm. of who had been there from cr- cool. around the world. It was really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really cool. And I was actually there with my family from New York. We met up in Seattle to go to a cru- to go on a cruise to Alaska. Oh, cool. Um, so we got to enter several different dots because we were from different oh, that's awesome. places. Oh. And that was really cool. So we, we added a few dots to the <laughs> to the map. That was fun. But did you go to the Mopop? Uh yes, I did. Oh my god, I love um, that place. It was really cool, and I love that the train goes, like, the, the little uh, loop goes right through there. That was really, really cool, too. Yeah. Um, so cool. A museum that's also a train track. That's Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. have you been to Seattle, Misha? No. Oh, oh, my God. So, it's called the Mopop. It's the Museum of Pop Culture. Ooh. It is so cool. When I was there, they had, like, the Mario video game painted on the wall, and uh, you could stand in front mm-hmm. of it and look like you were in the game. That's amazing. And they had... All yes. these props from movies, and um, they had an exhibit about Stephen King, and they had... It was so cool. Huh. Um, That's awesome. And also, I know you're going to like this, when I was there, they had an exhibit for the Princess Bride. No. Yeah. Ooh. That's amazing. Yeah. Was it like the anniversary? Yeah, it's their 30th anniversary, and so they had oh. like the six-fingered glove, and they oh had the swords, <laughs> and they built it into like this fairy tale exhibit, so it was partly... The Princess Bride, but it was other other fairy tale movies too. It was so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm, yes, please. They had uh, some of J.R. Tolkien's original letters and things. Oh. Oh yeah. Serious. That black is so cool. And, oh man. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Put that on your list. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's all the right stuff. For we me. also went to the um, the Music Experience Museum. I don't know if you. Oh, I've heard of that one. In that. No, I didn't go to that. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Um, We went there and they had, uh, they have like a lot of the original, like it's sort of a history museum, but it's for the history of music, which is really, really cool. Um, And it's actually like the, it's the, uh, the EMP was the part that we were in. It's like connected to the, to the, um, the, the Mopop. Mm -hmm. They're like one in the same kind of building. Um, and yeah, and it was so cool. So we were there kind of like in the transition between the two. So both existed. Uh, I've never seen so much like Jimi Hendrix memorabilia <laughs> and like Nirvana yeah. memorabilia. It was so cool to get to go. They had the um, Jimi Hendrix was one of the sort of uh, exhibits that was uh, being promoted at the time. So they had like his original luggage from when he went on his world tour and like all of his guitars and like recordings of him kind of talking as you walked through the through the museum exhibit. It was amazing. That's cool. It was so awesome. I loved that place. That whole area of like uh, the Mopop and the EMP museum are just, oh man, that is such a beautiful area. And it's right by the Space Needle mm-hmm. and that whole thing is a park and they have that, uh, I can never say his name, Chiluli Glass. Yeah. Museum is right there too. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that is just like prime culture for Seattle. It's a great little spot to just kind of see and do a whole day's worth of stuff. 
you can spend a whole day right in that little area. Oh yeah, and I have. And there's a high school right there. Those lucky bastards. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Because we were at I the top of the there. Space Needle, and my dad's like, "Is that a football field?" And I said, "Yeah." And then they had the marching band was out there practicing, cool. and I think I don't know what the uh, name of the high school was, but they're right at the bottom of the Space Needle. It basically. has to be like a super well-funded private school. Cool. Like it's got to be, man. Yeah. Something lucky ducks that's awesome i want to go there let me go back to high school real quick yeah (laughs) for sure because that's amazing um so are there any other in the united states or do we want to start going international let's jump international let's go international to where we live yeah (laughs) yeah let's go on a vacation of the mind as it were (laughs) because that's all i can afford right now it's true What is your your favorite one that you've been to abroad, Misha? Oh, aside from the Louvre, um, I've been to a, a few. Um, so the Musée d'Orsay in Paris is also really great. Um, definitely got lost mm-hmm. there too. Um, and at, at the time, you know, cell phones were quite as advanced as they are now. So using data internationally was really difficult. So the person I was there with, neither of us had cell phones Ooh. on us, and we got split up. And oh, it took us probably oh. just as long to go through and find each other as it did for us to actually tour the museum. So eventually it was very, um, like, rom-com, even though it was my godmother and I. <laughs> so it wasn't romantic. But I was, like, on the floor just kind of frantically searching around and thinking, like, my God, where am I? Where is she? How do I get, how do I get in touch with her? And she was up on, like, the second-level balcony, and I hear, like, Misha! <laughs> in desperation uh so that was kind of a fun experience though you know <laughs> traumatic um but otherwise it's I've, memorable yeah exactly memorable. it was a good memory um i also just got back this summer from a trip uh with my husband to ireland and scotland uh which we were there primarily Ooh, for distilleries <laughs> um and so many of the distilleries we toured also have museums um you know to show the history of their distillation process and how far their distilleries come and how they survived american prohibition because even though prohibition was here in the states it severely impacted all liquor operations around the world um so scotch companies you know they weren't able to export nearly as much as they had been um before 1920 so you know there was a big downturn in scotch during that time so the museum's talking about that kind of stuff that's fascinating to me i loved that um and it was such a wide variety of you know we've been talking a little bit about some museums that francine and and Eugil have mentioned uh have really high-tech uh, ways of presenting information. Jimi Hendrix's voice and, mm-hmm. and Mario up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And our museum has a lot of stuff like that, too. Um, but then you also have a lot of still traditional museums that I don't... You know, some people are real purist about the way museums should be, but I, I disagree. I think that however a museum wants to present its, its information and whatever is most true to itself is how it should, is how it should be. Um, so some of the distilleries were really traditional, um, presented only um <laughs> sorry my cat is like up in Misha's business right now he's very sweet we have another special guest here with us Mr. Today. Cosmo um, yeah my cat Cosmo is <laughs> he's investigating and he's like sniffing your face he I'm must really be a whiskey sorry. fan must be a whiskey fan. Yeah. Aww. So, uh, he just really wants to talk about <laughs> Cosmo. <laughs> Stop, you fiend. Um, but another non-distillery museum we went to in uh, Scotland was uh, the Culloden Battlefield. Scotland or Ireland? My God, they kind of blend together. Um, I don't. I don't <laughs> remember right two. now where it was. It might have been in Belfast, so Northern Ireland. Um, but anyway, mm. Culloden Battlefield, incredible, and they've also got a really high tech. Uh, museum attached to that as well but it's a I'm not a huge history nerd ironically even though I work in a museum a history museum (laughs) Uh, I know I'm sorry but uh, my husband could could recite the entire Culloden Battlefield history I know it had to do a lot with um, British royalty or Scottish royalty and the uh, the Jacobites Um, the Jacobites were on the run essentially Watch, watch Outlander yeah, see if I did that. There you go. See, and All Michael, you need. Michael keeps telling me to watch Outlander, and I still haven't. Anyway, Clun Battlefield was incredible. We might or might not have been standing on what used to be mass graves. Um, it's fascinating oh. because they think that there was, uh, like, 
a ton of people buried, but they can't really prove it. And they were about to go on like a big, mm-hmm. um, not excavation. They were going to do it with lasers and modern day technology mm-hmm. to measure and see what kind of material was underground and see if they truly were mass graves. Um, I don't know if you two in your experiences, I know that from an American museum perspective that there are a lot of standards we have to meet. Um, you know, plaques and reading materials have to be uh, ADA certified and they have to be um, Mm -hmm. disability. Like you have to be able, if you're in a wheelchair, you have to be able to read everything that anybody else would be able to read. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are certain like visually and and hearing impaired things you also have to do. But at these museums internationally, and especially in Ireland and Scotland, there was none of that. I had to like crouch down on the floor (laughs) to read some of these plaques. The lighting was so low in some of these places. And so that's what I kept thinking about as I was touring some of these places. Like this would never fly in America. Some of these things are just not (laughs) ADA okay. Um, Yeah. That also made them really cool. Some of the things, you know, because if there's a sword lying on the ground, you know, you had to bend down and really look at it. So that was pretty cool. Um, Yeah. I'll let you guys go over some of your international faves, but um, those are fine. Well, I mean, at the, I think it depends on the museum that you're at abroad, because like at the, the Anne Frank Museum, I think that they were following those same same standards. Um, like every, they yeah, like it was everything was easily accessible. The only thing about them was, or about them, about the museum was that because of the nature of it, if you couldn't walk up the stairs, you just couldn't get up the stairs. Oh yeah. So, yeah. and you I... You don't want to refurb it to put in an elevator. It kind of takes yeah, away. It's hard. Yeah. yeah, and I, as a fairly healthy 29-year-old woman at the time, I had a hard time getting up those stairs. Steep? Because, well, mm. yeah, I mean, it was like, the stairs were like this wide, like the size of a brick. Oh my God. And I was like, this is... I'm going to eat shit in the middle of this museum. Single basically. file? <laughs> yeah. And, well, yeah, and there's people like right in front of you and right behind you because everybody's trying to get up there. But you could read everything. It was just that if you couldn't get up there, they had videos that you could watch and things. But, okay. I mean, I, again, the nature of that, I think, is why. But um, but then I went to, Neusch- I'm probably not going to say this right, Neuschwanstein Castle in Germany. And they had some some really cool stuff in their museum. But, again, it wasn't super accessible if you um, mm. if you were not a healthy person who didn't require assistance. So yeah, they had a lot of narrow staircases and they had a lot of um, uneven floors, of mm. course, because it was made out of stone. So, but it was beautiful. It was really cool. I felt like I was in a fairy tale. <laughs> I went to Edinburgh Castle uh, obviously in Edinburgh. Uh, and so I thought that was kind of a tourist trap. It was definitely not my favorite castle or historic landmark that we went to. What Did you think it was worth it in New Schweinstein? Yes. Schwanstein? I did. Schwanstein. New whatever you that, that castle in Germany yeah. um, that they based Disney's castles off of. Okay. Um, worth it. Yeah. Worth it because okay. there's a beautiful little village at the bottom that I, I'm not even going to try and say their name. <laughs> <laughs> people with better german yeah, than us i'm not german can, so tell us i'm not gonna lie how to pronounce um, it <laughs> and um you can take like a horse-drawn carriage up and there's like ice cream you can get along the way and all this stuff that's kind of modern but <laughs> i i liked it because when else am i ever gonna go in a horse-drawn carriage up to the castle so, i mean yeah you know it's true so i did that mm-hmm. and uh you get in there and it, it was really cool it was beautiful to, and they had all these stories about because new schwanstein means like the castle of swans or something like oh. that and so they had all these really cool swan pieces in there oh, and cool. and like the royal family of germany lived there and so it was all of course very high top quality and they have swans that still live there um so there was all these kids out swimming in the lake which i'm sure the king would have been super proud of and like had I, had I known that you could swim there, I would have. <laughs> what? I don't care. Like, and so there's these swans. Swans are mean. Swans are just <laughs> hanging around, you know, and um, stealing people's sandwiches like they do. And because mm-hmm. they're mean. And then there's the the German Museum of Kings, I think is what it's called. It's at the bottom, and that's just like a history of the royal family because it's complicated, of mm-hmm. course. And then there's King Ludwig whatever number he he <laughs> died in the lake and oh they don't know if it was an accident or if he was murdered so there's like this mm-hmm. whole big mystery 
to it too. Oh. It is really interesting. And Fascinating. They, yeah, and so it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, so and I, I like seeing, you know, because you always have hear the fairy tales and like, and then the princess and her like amazing <laughs> gold leafed whatever. I wanted to see like, was that really what it was like? And it, yeah, they don't mess around when they're yeah. building a castle apparently. So. I I would say worth it, and it's also just the pictures that I got there, and they had really beautiful artwork for sale where somebody would, like, paint the castle on the canvas. It it was just, like, the visual is very stunning, if nothing else, so... Plus, you have to drive on the Autobahn to get there, and that's always dicey. Woo! Oh. Live, live <laughs> dangerously. A little bit of daring do, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> on your way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about you, Francie? So kind of related to museums, because I put them in the same category, having been trained as an archaeologist at one point in my life. Um, I loved in France, I dragged my my friend to um, the catacombs for the tour. Uh, and that was something that I, was on my bucket list. I was like, we have to go once in my life. I want to say that I was there. Um, and I consider that to be kind of like a museum. It slash like a historic site. Yeah. So that's Indiana an experience Jones went that, there. So <laughs> yeah, those were different catacombs. Uh, those whatever. Were in Venice. You can pretend. The ones I went to were in Paris. Yeah, but very similar. Um, the all of the bodies from the uh, like plague years and and times when like Paris did not have enough space Ew. for all of its dead, they had to like unearth people and stack up all of the bones underground oh. in the catacombs in, okay. under Paris. Okay, but real talk. <laughs> Are you not afraid that you're going to get the Black Plague down there? <laughs> no. I wasn't afraid at all. They said, honestly, like, they, it's a walking tour, so you have to be able to do stairs and it's very cold and it's very wet under there. Mm. Um, and not exactly, like, the most fresh air type of outdoor place. Man, where do I sign go. up? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like very stuffy um <laughs> and they warn you at the beginning they say like there are two basic rules the first rule is uh if you're claustrophobic you shouldn't go mm. because there's very like small spaces and like thin hallways and stuff and the second rule is do not leave your tour group because you will get lost down there and they will not be able to find you oh my god <laughs> and once you cool leave, i know let's go and once you leave <laughs> Once you leave, like, the area that's sort of set up to have tourists walk through it, there's no lights. So you kind of, like, know that you're leaving an area that you're supposed to be in because it turns pitch black and there's no way to know. You can't see your hand in front of your face anymore. Oh um, so it was a little terrifying. <laughs> Just yeah. a little scary. Um, but oh it was God. so cool to see how people, like, at the time, they would stack, like, you know, all the leg bones up together. So there was no identifiable, like, individual burial. It was, like, a room full of skulls and, like, a room full of rib cages. It was crazy. It was oh. wild. Um, hmm. But the coolest part, I know, maybe I'm weird again. I'll I mean, just, <gasps> whatever. I'm, like, <laughs> interested, but I don't want to breathe too deep down there. <laughs> I think you'd be fine. Everything is very clean. I will say it didn't smell like death or like rotting anything. It was all very clean. All the bones were extremely clean. Everything was really white. (laughs) (laughs) There were no rats. I saw no rats. I saw no like critters chewing on anything. It was all very like it was beautiful it was artistic it was so amazing to see it um and the way that certain people like commemorated their individual relatives amongst all of the like sort of an anonymity of the catacombs was beautiful you would come across like every once in a while a skull and like crossbones with someone's name on a plaque and it was like their skull and like their femurs that somebody put together uh, and to me- commemorate that individual person. It was just so cool to see that side of French history that you know, like maybe not a lot of people. Our tour group was not large. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a very popular thing to do, I don't think. But I loved it. It is one of the experiences I will remember for the rest of my life. I would go do it again <laughs> in a heartbeat. So if anybody wants to go, let me know because it was wonderful. I loved it. Some people go to Versailles. Some people go to the catacombs. 
I did all that stuff too. I did Versailles. We did the Musée d'Orsay. We did the Musée Rodin. We did like all of that stuff. Notre Dame. All those things. But I was like, we are going to the catacombs. Oh it goodness. is happening. And we did. And it was so cool. We only were there for maybe like three or four hours. Wow. And it was That's it, huh? just such a singular experience. <laughs> I would have loved to go and see more, but that was the whole tour. They were like, "That's it. You're this is the one section you're allowed to see because it's That's the, it. Leave now. It's the yeah. It's the area we know is safe. Oh, so wow. you're allowed to go there. And there were like some areas that were caved in, some areas that were like unstable. So there were some spots where you just they would be like, "Don't cross this rope because it's just bad news." <laughs> past year. Um, <laughs> So sounds like Alcatraz. Very cool. Oh, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Kind of similar in yeah. a weird way. Hmm. I mean, we've talked about, it. we've talked about Alcatraz a little bit before, but I mm-hmm. really love it there. I, I know that I'm the weirdo. No, I, I really liked it there too. Did you, I love it there too. Yeah. Did you go in the solitary confinement? Um, oh my God. Did I ever tell you my, cell? my ghost story? No. Oh my God. So <laughs> I've heard your ghost story, but tell it, tell it. It's good. Okay. So this one time I went to Alcatraz. <laughs> That's the whole story. And, yeah, <laughs> that, was the whole, that was it. That's all. Uh, yeah, so I went to Alcatraz with my now ex-boyfriend, and I went into the solitary confinement. Shut the door. And no, I didn't shut the door, but okay. I thought he was behind me, but it turns out he was not because you get these headphones and you do the self-guided tour, and he had wandered off, but I didn't hear him obviously because I had these he- headphones on, and somebody put their hand on my shoulder. And I turned around and there was nobody there, but I could still feel like their hand. And I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God. So I freaked out and I like looked out the door and he's, he's gone. He's like down at the other end of the cell block or whatever. And I, there is nobody remotely anywhere nearby. Oh my God. And so somebody was mad that they were still in solitary. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I all like, I had to do yeah. was like throw the quarters around and try to find it. Like that audio tour there is incredible. Yeah, it's oh, it's so mm-hmm. good. Oh um, but yeah, so it felt like somebody put their hand on my shoulder and I turned and there was nobody there. And it, yeah, it was like really cold in there, but I couldn't decide if it was is it cold because it's San Francisco and I'm in a metal box, on or is it like, like mm-hmm. or is it like there's somebody in here with me? Oh so God. yeah, so I freaked out yeah. and I booked it out of there, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so but yeah, you know that's that's right. what happened one time on Alcatraz. <laughs> Not to get all yeah yeah. <laughs> Not to get all like ghost story ish, but that was actually that same part of Alcatraz, the uh, hallway where like the solitary confinement cells are. I got really really nauseous when we walked into that hallway. Ugh, yeah, and I had to. I couldn't even like approach the side of the hallway that has the cells. I had to like hug the wall under the windows on the other side and like just walk very quickly away. And I went straight to the library. I couldn't even huh. be in that area. So perhaps your hand touching was something that made me sick at the same maybe. time. Maybe. <laughs> I couldn't maybe do it. Things. I couldn't Weird. be in there. Yeah. Nope. It was just a really bad vibe. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I was just like, nope, I got to get out of here. Well, and I got the chills at the Winchester house, too. I've never mm-hmm. been. Yeah. Oh, you got to go to that. Plus, that movie's coming out. That's a crit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I heard they're doing screenings. I heard they're doing screenings at the Winchester house. Oh, my God. Of the Winchester movie. I know. I may follow them on social media. Dude, Um, I I have heard about that. I do, too. I heard about that, though. That's cool. Uh, Yeah, if you ever get a chance, definitely go. It's like a pretty cool museum, Mm -hmm. but it's just The house itself. But in a weird, like, fascinating way. Hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's just stairs that go up to nothing, and there's doors that you open, and there's a wall on the other side. And weird. yeah, it's pretty weird. That and the the Hearst and Castle like... is cool too, but the I would recommend the Winchester House over Hearst Castle. Okay. Mm. So personally, when we actually went to the yeah. When we actually went to the Winchester Mystery House, I forced my husband, my poor husband, um, to <laughs> go on the behind-the-scenes tour. Yes. So we took the regular tour, and we took the behind-the-scenes tour, and they make you wear a hard hat because they take you into areas of the historic house that are, like, not necessarily ready for the public to go into. They're not, like, That's normally cool. open. 
So we got to go to like the carriage house where they keep all of the spare windows because I didn't know this, but they still have a lot of the original building supplies from when the Winchester Mystery House was being like consistently built upon and built upon over like all of those years that she was crazy and living there. Uh, they still have all of that material. So they store it in like the extra buildings around the house itself so that if something breaks, they have a spare. Huh. So they have these like piles and piles of like banisters and like you know hundreds of spare windows and just all of this really strange like extra it was like home depot like a historical home depot it was so odd to be there like extra staircases and like all of this just it was all paid for so they were like we just keep it because why not Uh, And that was amazing to get to see that side of like the preservation of the house and to get Mm. to see kind of like how much extra history they don't show you was really, really cool. (laughs) Me too. All their 13. I'd probably get lost. (laughs) Can't even do it. Um, (laughs) I'd probably get lost a lot, but I would, I would work there. Well, I'm sure though that, (laughs) but how fun would it be to go on, I want to go on the night tour on a Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. We were so close. I know. We almost went for your birthday. I know. I was going to turn 30 and it just seemed like the thing to do. Anyway. <laughs> Things fell through. But in the future, that's that's going to happen. But um, 40. Yes. <laughs> the next great milestone. You can follow um, it up with a catacombs yes. visit. To yeah, let's do that. Yes. <laughs> and we'll go on the Jack the Ripper tour. And there you go. That place in Louisiana. Yeah, yes. That'll be great. Um, what museums have you not been to yet that you want to go to? Ooh. What a long list. Um. I haven't been to a lot of the ones you guys have mentioned. You know, the Field Museum, the Art Institute of Chicago. I've never been to New York, so I've never been to any New York museums. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I've not been to, like, MoMA in, MoMA in LA. Well, obviously there's a few MoMAs, but the one in LA, um, LACMA, mm-hmm. um, the Los Angeles, um, oh, geez, I don't remember what their um, acronym stands for, LACMA, uh, something modern art, I imagine, probably contemporary and modern art. Um, sure. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they <laughs> yes. have an awesome social media presence. They're hilarious. Uh, so I'd like to go to them, mm-hmm. too. Uh, all kinds of international museums, too. So everyone you guys have been to that I haven't been to, I would love to go to. <laughs> Yeah, I feel the same way. I like now need to go to the Anne Frank house and I really want to go to that castle in Germany. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out <laughs> on so many cool museums. Um, but one in the U.S. that I it's on my bucket list. My mom and I keep saying we're going to go uh, is the Mutter Museum. in oh, Philly. yes. In take me with you. I so have to go. It's like a museum of medical history, and it's one of the repositories for, like, medical oddities throughout mm. history. So they have, like, the tumors of famous people and, like, pathological specimens in jars. Yeah. If you're sensing a theme, I really love the kind of, like, <laughs> <laughs> macabre museum. Yeah. Um, but it just – they have a, a, a unparalleled collection of skulls as well, which just – like a whole room full of just shelves of skulls and i so have to go that is like one of the ones that is on my bucket list I'm, yes. it's happening i'm going okay <laughs> do that i lo- I, uh, I read that book dr muter's muter is it muter i don't know i don't do dr dr muter's marvels <laughs> yeah i read that and i was like i gotta see this oh my god mm-hmm. um I really want to go to the Salem Witch Museum in Salem, Massachusetts. Mm. I've been. It's amazing. Tell me that all of my dreams will come true. Is it going to be is like is all it of your dreams? Oh, my God. It's rad. It's amazing. And it gave me nightmares because I yes. went as a young like I think I was 11. Definitely scary, <laughs> but like such cool history. And the uh, presentation of the history is top notch. It's like the interactivity of the museum. They like redo uh, a trial in front of you, like in a mock courtroom from the transcripts of the trial. It's amazing. That's cool. So, so good. It's worth it to go. Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) that is definitely on my bucket list because I'm particularly fascinated with kind of, like you said, like the macabre side of history. Like, Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't want to hang out in the catacombs for too long, but I, <laughs> I would go check it out. But I'm always fascinated by, like, what made those people turn each other in for witchcraft and, and how people yeah. viewed it and things like that. So I really want to go to that. And I really mm-hmm. want to go to the Smithsonian, all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't stand online for the Hope Diamond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I went mean, and the... we stood online forever. What about the baseball diamond? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you guys watch Muppets Take Manhattan? No? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> I was like, why is everybody staring at me? <laughs> They're gonna steal the baseball diamond. You like you're weird. No. Um, <laughs> Sorry, my it was bad. Cool to see it. No, it was cool to see it, but there are much cooler things. Honestly, the meteorite in that, like the gems and and uh, that area of the Smithsonian, was way cooler than the huge friggin' line for the Hope Diamond. I agree. <laughs> Pro tip. Noted. Noted. All right. Well, are there any other museums we wanted to discuss? There are oh, so many. I feel like we could talk about this all day. Well, yeah. I mean, we could. We could. But should we? <laughs> I feel like we, we should just save it for like a sequel, like a part Ooh, two. Yeah, there you go. At some point in the future. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Battle Battle for the Smithsonian part two. <laughs> like yes. It. Yes. There you go. Okay. Maybe we can recreate our own night at the museum. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> we could do like a uh, War of the Worlds style where we're like walking through a museum, like fake story. Oh, and yeah. That's the best ideas. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great idea. That suit of armor just come to it. life. Oh my God, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. Like radio play. <laughs> You thought you heard me push her, but I promise that's not what happened. There are worse ways to go. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, So what are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to dip back over to Supernatural and review season six. Yeah. Because we are like maybe less than halfway through at this point. Um, We're going to get there. <laughs> we'll get there, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the uh, backdoor wayward daughters pilot that just happened oh my in God. real time. Fuck yes! So <laughs> spoilers. That's what's coming up next week. Yes, there will be spoilers for the mid-season premiere because that was the backdoor pilot for Wayward Daughters. Um, so if you haven't caught up on Supernatural season six and/or Wayward Daughters, listen with caution next week. Mm-hmm. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks for coming and seeing us today, Misha. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you both Thank for having you, me. Misha. You're welcome. <laughs> cool. We'll, we'll definitely have to have you back for part two. I would love that. Yes. I love that. Part two. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't know if I said that right, but anyway. Oh, you totally did. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>